My friends, Henry Kissinger, the extremely controversial and renowned US diplomat who has caused unfathomable pain and suffering and made a lot of changes to the US too, is dead at last. Happy Monday, everybody. That is right. At the ripe old age of 100, Henry Kissinger has died of seemingly natural causes. Isn't it funny how the most bitter and evil of souls on this planet always seem to just happen to live the longest lives? While there are somehow supporters of Henry Kissinger who are mourning his death as a great US diplomat and political leader, I would like to explain today why we should not be doing this and why we should be considering this good riddance by telling the story of why his death is a cause for democratic celebration and why he died with the blood of millions on his hands. So Kissinger was born on May 27th, 1923 and died a few days ago on November 29th, 2023. So he lived for just over 100 years and he was born like Klaus Schwab, interestingly, in Germany before fleeing to the US in 1938 as a Jewish refugee escaping Nazi persecution. What a shame that he soon became arguably almost as evil as those he fled. He then went on to fight in World War II before continuing his studies at Harvard University, training to become a political scientist. And soon enough, he became one, as well as, eventually, an American diplomat, the US Secretary of State, and the National Security Advisor under the Ford and Nixon administrations. So the first piece of evidence of Kissinger's corruption can be found when he was working with the Democrat president LBJ while in the Vietnam War, one of the most infamous United States conflicts of all time. Anyway, we now know due to certain information that Kissinger actually leaked info regarding peace talks that were planned to take place between northern Vietnam, where the war was taking place, and the US, to the presidential opponent of LBJ, Richard Nixon, which some argue he did in an attempt to ruin the peace talks and therefore make the Democrats, who he was working for at the time, look bad and cause Nixon to win the election as a Republican so that he could then work for Nixon. A rather elaborate plan indeed. And if this was his plan, which it certainly seems it was, because why else would you leak this information to your political team's opponent, then it worked. Because the peace talks were postponed and Nixon won the 1968 election. It's also come out that Nixon himself likely postponed peace in Vietnam by, quote, conspiring with a foreign power to win an election, end quote. And that is according to Politico. You see, Nixon likely felt that peace efforts by LBJ would wreck his ability to win the race against Hubert Humphrey, so he used what The Guardian refers to as, quote, an go-between, I apologise, known as Anna Cheneau, to urge the South Vietnam's president to resist efforts to force them to the peace table. 
That is right. This is allegedly what Nixon did. The Guardian continues by saying that, quote, Nixon's efforts paid off spectacularly and on October 31st, Johnson ordered a total half of the bombing of Vietnam, the precondition for getting the North to join the talks. Two days later, under intense secret urgings, however, from Nixon and his lieutenants, the southern Vietnamese president announced his government would not take part. And less than a week later, Nixon was elected president with less than a one-point margin. And of course, Kissinger was very conveniently, who was kind of orchestrating and pulling strings regarding all of this. You'll find he does a lot of pulling of strings then granted the role of Secretary of State under the Nixon administration. So in short, Kissinger went behind the back of LBJ and cozied up to LBJ's already controversial opponent, which led to the prolonging of an already catastrophic war. Bet you're loving this guy already, this wonderful diplomat, this wonderful peace talker. Like some current political figures, (coughs) Biden... The war was continued in an attempt to harbour political power. And in the name of national security, Kissinger was then put in charge of the war that he, as an essentially military-industrial complex puppet, helped to prolong. And this is when the path to his greatest sins was paved. In March 1969... Henry Kissinger directed the U.S. Air Force to fly over the neighbouring country to Vietnam, which was Cambodia, and to essentially drown them in bombs. Take a look at this. President Nixon and Mr. Kissinger unleashed 100,000 tonnes of bombs, the equivalent of five Hiroshima's. The bombing was their personal decision, illegally and secretly. They bombed Cambodia, a neutral country, back to the Stone Age. (sighs) Yeah, there we are, but it's all good. It's all good. Kissinger ordered the carpet bombing of a neutral third party country. And above all that, he never had permission to do so anyway. Him and Nixon actually ordered this devastating attack in secret. A concealed order that hadn't been voted on by Congress, which was, guess what, illegal. We physically cannot put a number to the extent of the bombs. We can only number the tons used. And in the past, it was believed that 500,000 tons were dropped on Cambodia. But now it is understood to have been more like 2,756,900 and 41. Upwards of 100,000 civilians were killed and 2 million were made homeless in a country with only a 7 million population. Their homes now mere rubble. And if that wasn't awful enough, this savage genocide of the Cambodian people led to them having such an insecure and unstable country and political system that a communist uprising then took place which led to more murder and genocide. In my opinion, Anthony Ordain discussed the situation best when he said, quote, Once you've been to Cambodia, you'll never want to stop beating Henry Kissinger to death with your bare hands. Can you blame him? 
The devastation caused by Kissinger and the Nixon administration was Hiroshima times three. There are literally still undetonated bombs that are being activated to this day. So no, I'm not really mourning the death of a man that most would consider to be a savage war criminal. But Kissinger wasn't done yet. Now that he'd virtually destroyed all of Cambodia and its population, the focus returned to Vietnam, you know, the country he was actually at war with, and an agreement was planned to take place on October 31st, 1972. But Nixon decided to drop out of this agreement after an ally of the US, which was the South Vietnamese president, because they were at war primarily with the North, disagreed with some propositions. So what was Kissinger and Nixon's solution? Or to drop more bombs, of course. Around Christmas of that year, starting on the night of December 18th, bombs were dropped on North Vietnam civilians. All in an attempt to push them back, the government back, into negotiations that they themselves never truly disagreed to. In fact, Kissinger himself admitted that, quote, we bombed the North Vietnamese into accepting our concessions. And of course, little difference actually occurred because while a peace agreement was finally signed on January 27, 1973, just over a month later, the terms and conditions were never actually really changed that much by North Vietnam because it wasn't primarily them that disagreed in the first place. It was the US that pulled out. And then it was the US that indiscriminately bombed more civilians. So, After all that information, you're surely wondering what happened to Kissinger. Was he seen as a disgraced man? Did he lose his job and reputation? Maybe was he even arrested for war crimes? That would have been ideal. Nope, nope, and nope. He actually went on to win the Nobel Peace Prize. Because it was, of course, his efforts alone that led to the assumed ending of this war. A war which actually then continued after North Vietnam disobeyed the conditions. Isn't it funny how him and Nixon managed to give themselves the credit? Interestingly, in fact, two members of the Nobel Prize Committee resigned in protest after this decision was made to give him the prize. So not everybody was and or is a lunatic and some could see through the facade and look the unnecessary pain that he caused in the eye. Of course, some may suggest that his behaviour, while not justified, was the only solution to an already hard, evil situation. After all, Vietnam did keep upwards of 1,200 to 1,300 American prisoners of war. But the solution to that evil was not further evil and the mass destruction of hundreds of thousands of innocent civilians, all in an effort that was in fact likely futile and partly in an effort in a country completely unrelated to the conflict altogether. But this wasn't Kissinger's only rampage of elite power. In fact, if we rewind a couple of years, this is 1973-ish when he wins the Nobel Peace Prize, and in 1970, while all this was kind of going on with the war, a man named Salvador Allende was elected president of Chile. And because he was a socialist, Kissinger and Nixon didn't like this. And don't get me wrong, 
I'm far from pro-socialism myself, but what you must understand is that he was elected. But despite this, Kissinger and Nixon sought to overthrow him. So they manipulated military personnel into doing their bidding through what has only been described as a, quote, military dictatorship. And eventually, the president, this socialist president in Chile, was killed. But guess what? The political instability in Chile led then to a far-right general becoming president and going on to kidnap, murder and torture more innocent civilians, including political opponents. So, another dictator that Kissinger managed to kind of help gain some political power. And it wasn't for a while after until Kissinger sought to interfere with the work of this dictator. But of course, the US nice and easily, nice and quickly interfered with the work of the socialist, the elected socialist. And before some comment that Nixon and Kissinger can't see into the future, how would they have known that overthrowing the socialist president would cause this uprising from a terrorist, from a dictator? Well, that's true. And I'll throw that argument right back at you. Because surely they can see into the future. I mean, if not, then why would they have assumed that committing genocide in Cambodia would end the Vietnam War? Because it didn't. So was their premonition wrong then? But it was right this time? Can they see into the future? Or can't they? If you are a defender and a supporter of Kissinger, then make up your mind on this. Besides, Kissinger himself admitted that, quote, we didn't do it, referring to this dictator gaining power, but we, quote, helped him do it. In 1975... The great diplomat, Henry Kissinger, then pledged his support and gave the green light to another military dictator, allowing them to use US weapons and stated in a secret document that we now have access to that, quote, it is important that whatever you do succeeds quickly. So, letting it go ahead. And it did indeed succeed quickly. It led to the extermination of hundreds of thousands more of civilians. Anyway, I could go on all day about the many war crimes, the many genocides, the many secret dealings authorised and or committed either directly or indirectly by Henry Kissinger, but I'm going to guess you've kind of got the picture. This is actually a very non-partisan issue. There are Republicans and Conservatives and some on the right, like myself, who don't mind Kissinger and try to morally justify his actions, and others who can't stand him as well as varying views at the same degree, on the left. But the truth is, his behaviour wasn't intended to end all conflicts. In fact, it is often what caused the continuation of conflicts, if not more conflict. His behaviour was, in my opinion, meticulously and premeditatively intended to cause devastation and maintain his power and the power of those he wanted to politically prop up above all else. As a political figure, a figure who is known to Barack Obama, who is known to the Clinton administration and many others who benefit from the military-industrial complex. The many warmongers in government who profit from continued suffering. 
So before you try and justify his actions in any small or large way, I want you to look beyond political affiliation and ask your soul, your inner self, the question. Were his actions right? Was bombing millions of innocent civilians in an unrelated country to end a war which then didn't end remotely moral? Kissinger himself admitted that the intention in Cambodia was to kill anything or anyone that moved, which is by definition a war crime. That is not a diplomat. That is not a peacemaker. It is a war maker. It is a terrorist. It is a murderer at best. And a similar story is playing out in Gaza right now. Tens of thousands of innocent civilians, many of whom are children, are being killed in the name of a governmental conflict. It is the same story over and over again. We will senselessly bomb Gaza to kill the odd Hamas member. Similarly, we senselessly bombed Cambodia to get the odd Vietnamese soldier. Similarly, we senselessly bombed Iraqis because their government might have had WMDs. Spoiler alert, they didn't. I suppose the question I'm asking is how many examples do you need to prove that slaughtering innocent civilians doesn't produce peace? I think Henry Kissinger got it easy. He did not have to face any justice here on earth. He did not have to be held accountable. He managed to escape before that could take place. But at least it's all in the hands of God now. I suppose we can do, all we can do really is refuse to mourn his death. It seems only right that you refuse to mourn the death of a terrorist. It might not sound very Christian of me to almost celebrate a man's passing, But never forget what he did. Never forget the faces and likely the screams of those who endured the suffering he authorised, the suffering he called for, the suffering he often did in private or secret. It is good riddance that Henry Kissinger is out of the picture, however long he really has been out of the picture for. All we can do, I would argue, is pray for peace now because there is a better world approaching. And so, amen, amen to that. And unfortunately, that is all the time we have left today, but I hope you have enjoyed this discussion. I know it's not been the most positive of things, but the bright side is these people are falling. They cannot last forever. Evil cannot last forever because good and God always wins. Please do watch the video on screen if you enjoyed this one. I appreciate your presence. I am grateful for you and have a wonderful rest of your week. God wins.